What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, And as always, I'm so glad that you've tapped in and you're listening again this week to another fascinating conversation here on Behind the Grind. As we say it each week, our goal is to bring you real conversations from real people like you and I that are about their grind. And this week, there is no exception to the rule. I wanted to bring you a a different type of conversation on Behind the Grind. You know, I'm reminded, and this is going to sound a little, it's going to date me a little bit, but I'm reminded by uh, growing up in in the city of Flint and actually back when we was, when I was real little growing up out in Beecher, right? We grew up and the ice cream truck would come by and there would be different types of uh, flavors, different types of ice cream bars uh, that you could choose from, but you only had a certain amount of money. So, and you could only pick one, you know, my mom or my dad would say you could only get one ice cream. There was so many different flavors, you know, the Superman, the push pops, all of that was all at that ice cream truck. But you could only have one flavor at a time. And so that's what I feel like when I'm on this program. There's so many individuals that I'm interviewing that have such different stories, but they're all so wonderful and also great. And so this week there, like I said, there's no exception to the rule. I wanted to bring you a different flavor to the program. And so this week we're going to sit down with a guy that I played ball with, an old high school teammate who's doing some great things. He, he and his wife have a very successful YouTube channel, a, a great channel there on YouTube. And so I wanted to get a chance to just get behind the scenes in, in my way of saying it behind the grind a little bit and chop it up with my guy, Raleigh. Since we played a ball together, I decided I would just ask him a little bit about this process and how this works and how he feels about it, you know? And, and so we, we chop it up today and we talk about it because there's a grind even in that YouTube world, right? There's a strong vibe that many of us don't even know about because we don't do it. So I wanted to just chop it up with them about it. So we talk a little bit more than just YouTube. We talk about family. We talk about life. We talk about basketball, of course, Flint basketball and all of the great things uh, that we can remember about it. But, um, you know, we wanted to share that this conversation with you. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, just bear with us. Again, this is two old high school teammates chopping it up, but really getting to a point of understanding what it's like uh, to really be a YouTuber, really to be a family guy, really to be a true influencer. Uh, so we want to share that with you today here on Behind the Grind. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with my guy, Raleigh Ford, here on Behind the grind. Let's get it. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I am so excited to bring you another podcast episode. Now, with this episode, I had to get in my bag with this episode <laughs> and do something a little different. I had to go back to my hometown and go back to my backcourt mate <laughs> back in the day when we played ball and get my guy, <laughs> yes, get my guy onto the podcast. Now, let me tell you a little bit about uh, why we, what we're going to talk about today. You know, I, as I said here on Behind the Grind, we want to give you a a, a variety of flavor of, of the grind, right? There's different types of grind. And so today we're going to give you a variety of uh, behind the YouTube grind, right? All and so right. my guy, uh, the guest that I have in the in the grind seat today is no stranger to being in front of the camera, uh, his life being taped. 
Uh, he been uh, do, doing some embarrassing things at times, right? <laughs> Getting caught on ca uh, camera doing some things that uh, many of us might uh, <laughs> feel a little embarrassed about. But we're gonna go there today and ask him about this grind, the YouTube grind. So, without further ado, let me uh, welcome all my behind the grind family. Help, let me welcome you to you uh, to my guy Riley Ford. How you doing, Riley? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Uh, it's good to connect with you uh, and talk and laugh. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm doing good. I cannot complain. Man, I'm so excited, man. It feels like back in our backcourt days, I, as I mentioned earlier, man, those times, uh, you know, in practice and at North yeah. Bench, right? <laughs> and on the court, right? <laughs> you know, those laughs and those moments, right. the highs and the lows, the wins right. and the losses, right? <laughs> yeah. That, hey, that, that, that season, that season was a, a season full of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. We, we went through a lot that, that season, but it was, it was just, you know, this like moments like this that we can laugh about it now right during those times right. we didn't we didn't think we could come out but <laughs> right it was hard it was rough man i learned so much from them days that's helped me yeah. uh, in my life at this point uh even at this point uh pushing yourself uh yeah. you know how you know how you know how holiday used to do he he run <laughs> he run you till you think you can't run no more but yes. it was all in your mind once you got to that point and realized you could get through it uh yeah you realize you could do it. And now that's helped me in my life. Now, when it get oh, really man. hard, it's just like, it's only for right now, uh, just mm -hmm. push through. And mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's sunshine on the other side, you know, man, for real though, man, I, I, I remember those, those moments and, and, and we won't dwell here for our listeners too long. <laughs> they, they don't probably don't know what we're talking about, but we remember right. those, those Vikings and those right. what, what the world may call suicides, but we call them oh, Vikings, yeah. and, Vikings and them Viking moments. And, and, and a lot of times we would practice without the ball. You know what I mean? Meaning we went oh, yeah. without no, scrimmaging. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I remember. If you don't play no defense, you not playing. So not you playing. learn all the defensive counts, concepts the first two weeks. You right. learn all the defensive concepts. If you didn't get those down, you can hang it up. You ain't getting in because you got to <laughs> defend somebody. Um, can I t can I say one thing that I remember? Because you know, I was I was the smallest guy on the team, so yeah, little I'll high. never I'll never forget. I will never forget when we would come out as soon as the crowd would see that sweet sweet red and gray, oh, and I was man. the first one because I was the, I was the smallest one. They would go crazy. Crazy. I was right behind you though. That's why right. we, that's why we have this bond to this day. You were the right. first. I was right behind you. We right. out there. <laughs> and that crowd in those city games were so hyped back in the oh, day. Oh my god. Flintstone games, all of the, the 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 legends as we would say today, the Flintstone legends were all in the mix during that time. And we would just come out on the Northwestern's court, Northern's court, Southwestern's court, Central's right. court. All of that, and just you know, it was just a hype time during that time. But you know, those are memories that uh, okay, we can God. only hold on to. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I, I I got so much from them days, though. Yeah, man. I'm looking at you now. Speaking of those days, man, you haven't changed a bit, man. You you know, you you had the beard back in the day, and you still <laughs> got the beard today. <laughs> Everybody always sees me. Now, I ain't had no beard in high school. I just had the stash. Know, just, but just, everybody, like everybody, everybody teased me and say, uh, yeah, you've been having that beard since the sixth grade, all kind of stuff. People be killing me. I did and get we, like facial hair early, but you did. Why the rest of us was drawing it on, and to this day, I have to kind of fill in the blanks to this day, man. And you had it all in all, so we was all all a little envious. Now you had this baby face, but you always had the uh, <laughs> had the beard going, man. Crazy. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, today let's get into some, some conversation. Like I said, you know, those are good times. I know there's things that we could go, and we will continue to talk about that offline. Right. Memory and those joy right. days. But today. Right. I wanted to bring you on, man, because I've I've been seeing you. You know how you scroll through uh, Facebook and, and and you see right. you know your your, your 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 people right, and they out here doing right. their thing. And and I, I think I was scrolling through one day, and I I looked up and I saw you standing in the, uh, on the Steve Harvey show or something, right? And oh, I'm yeah. like, 
what's going on, man? Oh yeah. What, what was that about, bro? So that was <laughs> like, uh, that was just a blessing. So yeah. uh, for our first year anniversary in 2017, we went out to Los Angeles. Uh, my wife, she used to live there for a little while. Um, and so she kind of knew the area and things like that. And so oh, wow. she wanted, we both like put things together. Like I got us tickets to go to the LA Clipper game. Okay. She got us and end up getting on the Steve Harvey show. And the way it worked was uh, she called to just find out what was the process on uh, just being a, on the show to watch it. Right. right. So it right. went from that some kind of way uh, she got in contact with his, uh, I guess, I don't know, a PR person, a person like who- Publicist or something, whatever Yeah, was yeah, yeah. show together and stuff yeah. like that. Talking to my wife, she found out that we did YouTube. She told her about some of the pranks. She went to our page, she seen our page, she loved our pranks. So initially wow. it started out that they were gonna try to prank me on the show, but it's yeah. hard for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they scratched that. And what we ended up doing was because uh, his PR person loved our channel, loved the stuff yeah. that we had done up to that point. She was like, Steve is gonna love you guys. Wow. So the the gist of the thing was we ended up getting on the show yeah. and it was a great experience. And uh, one thing I wanna tell you is this, <laughs> understand it's about television. Okay. Nothing goes on television without it being planned. So okay. before I got up, on the show, yeah. they they rehearsed with me at least five, six, seven times till they made sure I had it. But it was just yeah. a great experience. Steve Harvey is a, a really cool person and, and things of that nature. Um, but it it was a great opportunity. Man, I was I thought that was dope, man. You know, like I said, you 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 skip it there. You like, wait a minute, is, is that Lil Riley? You know, as a, as we would say, Lil right? Riley, That's I <laughs> Steve yeah, Harvey, that, and that then. Was so at this time, you know, let me just be real with you. I didn't even know you had this whole world opened up on YouTube. You and your wife were doing, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I this is how life is, man. You didn't we didn't realize you out here doing your thing on YouTube. You right. and your wife have this uh, page that is uh, very successful, very successful, and um, it just you know just shows you guys life, just shows the yeah. things that you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. of course, it looks, I'm sure, to us, right? It just looks like you guys are just recording it as it is. Not saying that anything is planned, but, you know, it's a lot that is it. I imagine that's into that. Is that is that true? Is it a lot put, uh, yeah, put it's, into to putting a YouTube channel together right. and being successful? It is. Now, the thing is, like, you know, I shared with you before, you know, my wife is the mastermind behind this okay. whole thing. Uh, this was her baby uh, yeah. when we got married. She asked me to be a part of it, uh, yeah. kind of like going the direction of a family channel. But yeah, yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of planning. Uh, yeah. Not just a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, it's not just shot with the iPhone, right? Just like just no. Something now like we iPhone. started out. We started out okay. with the iPhone, and I'll tell okay. anybody listening: if you want to start, you can start with your iPhone because they make these phones. They have uh, great cameras on them yeah. and things like that. And you can start with that and you can do all your editing on your phone and upload. Um, but as you grow, you do want to get better cameras and things like that. And so over time, uh, we were able to get better cameras and things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, you can start out with an iPhone. And know some of them early pranks, uh, like I <laughs> like one of the best pranks we ever did, what she did on me and yeah. she and y'all would love to see this was the police prank. And that was something we yeah. talked about on the Steve Harvey show. And yeah. Steve don't believe what she he said, you did what? <laughs> and your husband is a black man and you had to police pull y'all over. What is you thinking? <laughs> and sure enough, uh, and that's one of the best pranks. It was original. Um she used it with the iPhone. Um, that's when we was recording with the iPhone. We got pulled over. I was mad. But you so, weren't yeah, a part see. of this prank, right? You weren't even, even you, you No, I didn't even know process. what was going on. I was getting, <laughs> I was getting ticked off because we were supposedly going to some place, uh, yeah. some furniture store or something, and she missed the uh the turn. And I'm like, what what's going on? What are you doing? Then she pulled into this gas station, pulled back around, turned around, I said, Why are you doing all that? Then what happened was the uh <laughs> then the police lights come on, and I'm like, if you wouldn't have been driving erratic, we would not be in this situation. 
Yeah. And so, um, and you can go and see there. I was pissed. And I got clowned on social media for that too. So man, bruh. I mean, it's that one is is good, but uh, you know, first of all, before we go too far, what is what is the name of your channel? What is the name that uh, people could go and connect to and see all of these one these pranks? It's uh Raleigh and Angie. Uh, okay. Raleigh and Angie is R-A-L-E-I-G-H and Angie A-N-G-I-E. Yeah, you know we'll put it in the show notes, but yep. yeah, Riley and Angie. But but no, but the one that we talked about the other day, I think, is the classic prank, right? And we'll get oh, on yeah. to some other topics here. But yeah. the one, yeah. you know, we again, we're in Flint. We know the, the environment in Flint. You're at Walmart. Tell us about the Walmart plank prank, man. Oh, yeah. What so about? this was the thing, <laughs> you know, uh, my wife said, hey, uh, let's do these fake proposals. Uh, people will love them. <laughs> And I'm like, you sure? She like, yeah, let's do these fake proposals. This is how we go do it. You're gonna, we're gonna go to Walmart. You're gonna make it a big deal. So what <laughs> I did, I come into Walmart. I get her some flowers. I get her a bear. I go to the uh, the managers. One of the managers. Now, you guys hey. are married at, again. You guys are married yeah. at this time. But go yeah, ahead. we have been married. <laughs> we have been married like two years. You know, we have been married two years by this time. And so what the thing was is to pretty much prank everybody who's a part of the prank and don't know they are part of it. And then to get reactions. The funniest thing is the reactions, you know, that people, yeah. how they respond and things like that. So right. pretty much what happens is I go in there. Uh, we, we, we had a person recording for us for this one. Right. And she's following me around. I start the day off talking about it, how I'm so excited. I say, this is my girlfriend for a couple of years. We got a couple of kids. I'm ready to marry her. She's the girl of my dreams. All this set up, right? <laughs> so we get to Walmart. We get to Walmart. I go online. I'm talking to the uh, the um, cashier like, yeah, I'm um, getting ready to propose to my longtime girlfriend. We got uh, two children. I go up front. I let them know at the service desk. So I go to the front of the store, y'all, where people is checking out. Anybody who live in Flint, Corona Road, Walmart, you know that, that Walmart be on jump. On be jam, on, right? Everybody in your goes too. to that Walmart. Now I ain't going on Monday. I'll go, I went on a Saturday, y'all. We went on a Saturday. I did not go on no Monday. We ain't hardly nobody in there. I went on there on Saturday in the day where people shopping, getting their food for the weekend. Go up to the front of the store. Have the ladies uh, call attention over the loudspeaker, over the whole store. They're like, hey, uh, if I can have you all attention to the front of the store, we have someone that's going to uh, do a proposal today. Let's support him. In Walmart. In Walmart. In Walmart. <laughs> at the front, at the checkout line. So I uh, walk up to my to my uh, wife, who is, I'm saying, my girlfriend. I get on, right. on one knee. She said, what are you doing? I said, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, this is where I met you. Uh, I felt like this would be no better place than to propose to you right here. So I get on my knees and I say, uh, you know, you know, girl of my dreams, will you marry me? <laughs> and she's like, uh, no. <laughs> Why did you even do this? I was like, well, I thought, you know, I thought it would be great, you know, for us to uh, you know, for me to propose to you. We, we've we been together. We have kids together. She's like, no, what are you doing? And why would you do it here? And I'm like, uh, well, this is where we met, you know. And she's like, and on top of that, you don't even have a job. And she oh, walks off. My goodness. If you would have seen people's faces and responses and you had people with their camera phones out. Going live. On live, Facebook. <laughs> this thing went viral in the city went viral i had people making fun of me like oh man this guy over here proposing to his girl in walmart and she said no so yeah uh the people love that that prank went viral man, man that is it was funny we got yeah. we got a response it was great. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. These pranks that you guys now. So you guys now not only just do pranks, 
But what is interesting, obviously, like you mentioned, you've gone viral, but you guys also do on your YouTube um, time. It's just, you know, it sounds like she conversates from time to time and, and the kids are involved. Your whole family's yeah. involved yeah. with the show. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's kind of shift a little bit and talk about that, right? I mean, uh, let's let's be real. You know, you guys are opening yourself up to the world. Yeah. How is that uh, sharing your life um, on YouTube? You know what I mean? And, and just, you know, you know, the practical day-to-day -day life and all of the things that come along with it and expose pretty much exposing yourself how is that well you know uh i mean for me you know you look at it one thing that i've learned from it is that really you help more people than you mm -hmm. realize and then you know uh, -huh. uh to see positivity uh right. not to see negativity uh you know people love our kids yeah. uh, so much so that they send our children gifts for their birthdays, uh, all types of things. It's just amazing. It's amazing. You know, there's love in the world, uh, yeah. whether people realize it or not. Yeah. And it's more so, you know, at first for me, it took some getting used to. I'll be honest. I had to get yeah. used to it. I wasn't yeah. used to it. Uh, right. But once I seen how things were going and what this was really about, you know, I was yeah. fine with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, you, you got to put on the things that's positive. Yeah. And so that's how I look at it. And, and I realize that we're helping a lot of other people uh, that that's watching and things like that. Man, you really are. I, I think that's that's I think that's the key. It's so refreshing to, like you said, a positive show, husband and wife, beautiful kids. You guys have some beautiful kids, man. And and just to see you as father, right, interacting mm -hmm. with your children, man, that is just a it's a it's a phenomenal look and and and, and it, it like you said it's refreshing it's a uh, positive it's not uh it's nothing negative about it and so i think that is necessary like you said it's not just uh something that you're doing just to be doing you're actually serving people it's giving people right. hope it's giving people a way to look at it and just again seeing you and your wife interact is such a positive vibe that i think so even like right now right you're the thing yeah and so you're used to this. You're used to this, which it sounds yeah. like uh, just. With that being said, are the kids always up for it? You know, when you guys are recording and doing the family thing. And see, that's the thing. Um, they're not. That's another job. Um, sometimes uh, it's more so like when it comes to pictures now. You know, ah. uh, you got one person want to cooperate, um, <laughs> and then. Uh, the other person doesn't, but then that person all of a sudden they want to cooperate. Then the other person doesn't want to cooperate. Right. The baby, you know, we kind of really, honestly, he's been the easiest baby out of all right. three of them. He's the right. easiest. Like right now, he made a little What's noise. The age range, if you don't mind me asking. Three, two, and ten months. Okay. Okay. Sorry about okay. that. I just wanted. To... No, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, he's he's really easy going. Uh, the older two, uh, they can be easy going too. But you know now they have the things that they want and they want them now. Um, they both can talk really well and express <laughs> themselves really well. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. it's a challenge at times, yeah. uh, like with anything else. It's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I think I might have stumbled on a, a video or so, and I think your son. Uh, with uh, and, and your wife, which you know, it's just a beautiful again, a beautiful interaction. But I think he was having some challenges about uh, wearing his underwear or something of that nature. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we're in that stage with him right now, and we're working with him uh, with the potty and, and things like that. But uh, he's he's fighting us on it. Yeah, he's trying to be the uh, man in the house. Right. Think about it, though. <laughs> I can't get too mad because my mama told me I was the same way. I was terrible at it, actually. So I'm like, more so, I'm just looking at myself and dealing with myself. Uh, you know, getting, it back, getting it back. Yeah, I'm getting it back, man. So I really can't get uh, too mad at him yeah. about the situation. Yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest thing here is that uh, learning that it's a stage. Yeah, it's just a stage yeah. and it'll pass. Yeah. And that's one thing I can say that I've just learned and I am still learning about uh, being a father uh, mm -hmm. with my children. That is, it's only a stage. It's only for a short time. And they'll be yeah. moving on to something else. Yeah. So you move fathers out there, 
Yeah. Keep that in mind. Um, yeah. And I'm speaking to myself when I say this. Try to be as patient yeah. as you can because my mother and my father was patient with me. Uh, had a lot of grace for me. And just remember, it's, it's just a stage and they'll be past it and they'll be on to yeah. something else. Yeah, you don't get this time back. I know, of course, yeah, you guys no. are recording it, which is beautiful that you're, you're able right. to document and record right. these moments. But you right. don't get this time back. And so, yeah, you want to you want to be in tune. And it, like I said, it was beautiful about this experience that you guys provide for us. It, it, you guys are doing it together. It's a, a together thing. It's a family thing, which mm -hmm. all together is beautiful that, you know, your children always have this memory of their, their right. parents really involved with them and, right. and, and actually document it, which is beautiful. Yeah. And that's the thing my wife always says is like she wants to, uh, you know, just have these moments and these memories uh, for mm -hmm. forever. Um, yeah. A lot of times that's why, you know, we record pretty much everything, every birthday, uh, every holiday, mm -hmm. uh, everything is uh, as far as, you know, the milestones and things of that nature. Yeah. Which is which is cool, and I you know I think about it back in our day, you know even times now when I go to my mom's house every now and again, you know if you introduce, you know like when my wife got married, my mom put out the album book, and we were able to go back and remember this right. moment, that moment. Right. So all of this is right. good, like nowadays that with technology that you yeah. can actually go back and and really archive moments right. in life, which again, like we said, we'll never get this stuff back, but we can right. definitely go back to those moments where which is beautiful. Now, with that being said, uh, you know, if you don't mind me asking this question, do you do you and your wife sit down and, and, and discuss what you're going to show and what you will not show? Or is it just, you know, kind of? Well, of course, you always, you know, there's an understanding, of, you know, between this what we will show and what we want yeah. uh, will and won't show, um, yeah. you know, that, you, you know, at the same time, whenever, you know, you say you're going to get in from front of a camera, record yourself and put it out there for the world to see. You know, you definitely don't want to put, you know, the the, the wrong things uh, yeah. out there uh, because our whole thing is that we want to be positive. Uh, right. We have so much negativity already uh, right. in our world, in our society, uh, right. in our communities and things like that. We more so, you know, we want it to be positive. And yeah. so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So speaking of positive, which is great, you know, you you know, it's a great thing. I know there's from time to time you guys have gone viral several times with different videos. I I can just tell by what other people do when they do this type of stuff. There uh -huh. has to be some times where you get negative feedback or negative comments. How do you uh, uh, guys handle that? How do you help, you know, as a husband, how do you even help your wife when when if that happens? Like how does that work? Yeah, definitely. What I always say is this you got to remember, you know, when we put ourselves out there, you're going to have somebody that's not going to like you for whatever reason. Um, and that's how I, I, I tell her to handle it. That's how I handle it. You know, I understand that people are not going to like you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, it's hey, it's just a part of life. They don't like me. They don't like me. But the thing about it is when you really look at the issue and uh, deeply, you say, well, why wouldn't somebody like me when I'm being doing something positive or I'm doing something good? So that's right. you know that lets you know that that person may have some some issues and things like that. Their own personal issues, yeah. Yeah, you can't. The thing is, you can't uh, blame yourself for someone else's own personal issues. Somebody you don't even know, you know, yeah. when they want to give you negative feedback or say something negative about you, if they don't know yeah. you, they see you on camera for whatever reason, you know, you just keep it moving. Yeah. That's that's my my take on it. Man, that's good. I mean, again, like I said, this is all refreshing. It's all good stuff. Um, but so I'm going to shift a little bit too. You know, I do okay. also know that you, you are a pastor, well, associate pastor, I should say. And so tell me about, you know, we always thought, you know, I did, I guess, I, I guess uh -huh. I, I think I, I, I kind of peeped it out a long time ago. Okay. I kind of figured you were going to go down this line of, of, of pastoring of some sort. How yeah. is that? Um, how is this life of being a pastor also slash YouTuber, right? How is that? Well, man? you know, initially, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, some of the old school uh, people who think a certain way, some mm -hmm. people didn't like it or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, the main thing for me was uh, my wife asked me uh, to be a part of this. I said, yeah, I would do it to help her uh, mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, um, 
you know, I feel like I'm being myself. Uh, I'm not doing anything um, that's not me. Uh, in my past, when I was in college, I used to play pranks. And I wish I was doing YouTube then. I don't even know if YouTube was around, but... It wasn't around in our day, man. Let's, let's just be real. We didn't have it. <laughs> I, I, was doing, I was doing pranks in college. Pretty much, you know, you're saying, you know, doing pastoring and, and things like that, ministering. Um, that's the main thing. So initially, you know, my father is still the, the pastor officially and things of that nature. And so uh, I'm pretty much helping out during this time, during the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. My dad wasn't as tech savvy um, okay. and things of that nature. And he needed me to step in and keep things going. Yeah. And so I said, definitely, because what I understand is it's a calling um, uh, on my life. Uh, I never forget. You know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, God reveals things to you at an early age. Uh, sometimes yeah. you, you, you don't really want to be receptive to those things because, you know, some people mistake and they think, uh, you know, they see a lot of uh, really famous pastors who make a lot of money, things right. like that. And, right. you know, a lot of people criticize those pastors because they may feel like they're not doing everything they can do to help their community. And rightfully so, if you have millions of dollars and really what the ministry is all about is improving people's lives and helping right. them. Uh, as Jesus is our example, he right. would, uh, what Jesus would always do, a concept that I learned was that Jesus would meet somebody's physical need first, then they would see that they had a spiritual need for him. So healing the person who was blind, healing the woman with the issue of blood, raising the dead, all these different things. Once he would meet their physical need, then they would see uh, their spiritual need for him. And I think it's the same thing today. If you have the ability to meet somebody's physical need with the resources that you have through your church, um, you should do that. From that, then in turn, people will then see, oh, you know what? Um, you know what? Maybe I should start coming here. Maybe I should be a part. The whole thing about it is to, if they don't know Christ or, you know, some of us plant the seed, some of us water the seed, but God gives the increase. So God is the one who makes the final change in that person's life. But um, all in all, what I was getting back to trying to say is that, you know, God, uh, he called me at an early age. Um, and at the time, I wasn't ready to do it because I was so young. Yeah. Um, and and about what age, if you don't mind me asking? about what I age feel like I knew. I, I'll tell you this funny story. When I was about 12 years old, okay. um, you know I love basketball. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love basketball. I started dribbling the ball when I was three years old. Um, and so picked it up and start dribbling. Um, but the main thing is, I would say when I was about 12 years old, my aunt and uncle asked me, what do you want to be? I said, you, you know, I want to be a basketball player, but I said this, but I know God's going to make me be a preacher. Wow. <laughs> um, and so there have been some, uh, moments in my life, uh, that have been like turning points and things of that nature. Uh, one of them uh, was, uh, i never forget, this is when we were at North, um, and I hadn't shared this with a lot of people, um, and this would be the first time I would be sharing this uh, on a stage where people were going to see, uh, lots of people will see this or whatever, but i never forget, this is when we was at North, and I don't know if you remember this, I had got really sick, I think I had got the flu. My immune system was down really low because you know how they used to, uh, man, they used to work us. You probably didn't know this, but my first year there, y'all senior year, my sophomore year, yeah. when I got there, uh, Holiday was like, look, you're not strong enough. So, look, you go with uh, Coach, uh, I think it's Taylor, the old track coach, he co yeah. uh, track, uh, the girls' track coach. Yeah. You go to Coach Taylor in the gym every day after school, then you come to practice. So every day after school, I went to the weight room for about an hour, hour and a half with Coach Taylor. Then I went home, ate, because, you know, we used to practice late. Then I came back for practice, and I think I wasn't. I might not have been eating enough and things like that. And so I ended up getting sick, and I was out of school for a good week or so, and I was missing practices and everything. I but vaguely point, remember this, yeah. You vaguely remember that? The yeah. point of the matter was this. I might have missed one or two games that season because of that. Yeah. I never forget. 
I was laying in my bed in my room. I was, what, 16? Mm. And I said to God, I said, God, if you heal me, I'll preach. Because I knew, I knew that's what God wanted me to do. And wow. when I tell you this, and, I, and I'm serious, and I never really shared this with many people, but wow. when I tell you this, it was like that, that I was better after about wow. a week. Wow, the light bulb and, came uh, on too, it sounds like. Yeah, as soon as I said that. And uh wow. and so at that time, you know, it's like God has shown me, but you know, you're young, yeah. you don't really uh you know, you don't sometimes you're not really yeah. open to it. Because I come from a situation where my father my father is a, is a, is a pastor, pastor over thirty some years. And my father gave, 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 mm. gave. We wasn't one of them people who made a whole lot of money. He took his own money that he worked mm. in General Motors over 30-some years and put it into the church, put it into yeah. other people's lives to help them and things like that. So to me, being a preacher or a pastor wasn't nothing glorious. It wasn't glamorous. That it was not glamorous. glamorous. That wasn't right. the life that we lived. We lived in right. a city like everybody else. Right. and uh, We had what we needed, what we wanted. My father and mother took care of us. But it right. wasn't anything like what you see today. And so yeah. my idea of it um, was like, well, that's not really what I want to do. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But now, you know, I understand that's what God called me to do. I love doing what I do. It's a yeah. blessing. Uh, I'm thankful that God chose me and things of that nature. Man, it's such, again, you know, I didn't know, obviously, that's why I was asking the age. Obviously, you know, like I said, playing ball with you again, you, you get to know people uh, playing in the backcourt and, and practice and stuff. And, and it's something about you. I, I'll give it to you. It's something, it was something about you that was, uh, you could say, hey, it's a little different. You know, he, he, you, he, there's a path that God has him on. And, and like I said, it, it, it's only fitting, obviously, for this day uh, to see you in, in, in the, this capacity years okay. later. I won't tell the people how many years later, but years okay. later <laughs> uh -huh. to see you in this capacity, which is really good, man. That's, uh -huh. that's good. Yeah. Right. Right. I, uh, go, did you? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. What, I guess for me, one thing that we, when we talk, um, I said before is that, uh, Raising your children according to knowledge, meaning, well, we just don't tell our children, I don't want you to do this because I don't want you to do it. But we give mm -hmm. them the reasons why we, uh, one, we tell them, you know what, we belong to God. And God says that we should do things this way. And mm -hmm. because we belong to God, we don't want to displease God. So we want to do as many things right as we possibly can. Then the mm -hmm. other side of it is the side we, we talk to them about spiritual issues. But then we bring in the reality of life. Well, if you make these certain type of decisions, these are the things that can happen to you. And my mother and father at an early age always taught us to think about what we're doing before we're doing it. And they taught us that there were consequences for what we did yeah. when yeah. we did things. So those things in my mind, in my mind stuck with me. And it just was a decision um, that I made within myself. Uh, one prayer that I pray for my children now is that they have a desire to serve God and that they choose God. That's what I yeah. pray for, for their, that they would be have a desire and a will to choose God because we can teach people what is right, but at the same time, they have to have the desire to do it. Yeah. With, you know what? With anything in life, uh, you can tell people you need to run go lift weights but if they don't have that desire to do it they're not going to do it they're not going to do it and so everything starts with a desire and so that's what i pray for and ask my children to have a desire uh that they will want to serve god and be obedient to god and do what god would have them to do in their life and if they can have that uh then that can keep them out of a lot of things but we are going to make mistakes we're all going to do things that we shouldn't do we knew we shouldn't do and things like that but you just pray that ultimately that your children do what is right. And just for me, it was just a, a decision at an early age. Uh, yeah, my parents helped me so much. But I, I realized because they raised us according to knowledge. You know what? When my mom is saying, what my dad is saying, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was something that really impacted my life. Uh, the other thing was where I, where we lived, you know, how, you know, Flint was always rough. Flint always yeah. built 
Yeah. From yeah. a young age, when I was nine years old, I seen people go to prison at early ages. Mm-hmm. I seen people that I talked to each and every day lived in my neighborhood. They were yeah. older than me, but they made bad decisions. And so I understood at an early age that the street life and all those things mm-hmm. would get you in prison or you'll lose your life early. And yeah. I, that's not what I wanted for my life. Right. Man, this is good, man. So, again, like I said, it, it's just, you know, refreshing to see, you know, the light that you guys are showing, you are showing, you know, in pastoring and as well as just, like you said, the light that you're showing on YouTube. Uh, again, all of this stuff is necessary, especially in the day that we're in, man. Like you said, it's, you know, there's one side of the story and, um, you know, there's one side of how the, the narrative is being pushed on different stereotypes right yeah. one stereotype you know there's a narrative that uh black men can't be fathers well right by you demonstrating showing a youtube video and just as we're topping it up now showing you know that you are you know that that busts that up but it is right. not it doesn't happen unless we you know get an opportunity right. to show it right? right um you know the scenario about pastors right we sometimes we have an idea that pastors live this you know, they, they, they take the church's money and do all of these type of things, but you just describe very clearly, right? Which I can just uh, just look at all the churches in Flint. Yeah, there may have been a few mega churches per se, not even mega, they're not mega right. churches, but churches that have a lot of glam and all that kind of stuff. But then you just see those churches that, that go at it and are willing to just serve people, right? Yeah. That, the, so the, narrat- the narrative sometimes can be played one way. And what you guys are doing, which I like with the YouTube, is you guys, unlike a reality TV show that has a lot of production and a lot of money, they, they'll film you and then, um, you know, no shade on it, but they can chop it up, twist it, spin it, make it do all kinds of different things. And they're, they're telling the narrative, whatever narrative they want to tell. But in this case, like what you guys do with YouTube, you guys get a chance to actually control the narrative, per se, right. and have, you know, more of a controlled narrative of, Right. What you're sharing, the truth, you know, you're able to right. demonstrate more truth than uh, than, it's, than it takes place on other places. So, yeah, uh, man, this this is good, man. I, and that's why I wanted to bring you on, man. I think sometimes we, we again, another misconception again about uh, people who may do YouTube or, or, or you know, it's even though it's a growing phenomenon right now. Right. A lot of times it's, it, it's, it's just assumed that people are doing it because they want the clout. Right. They, they're doing uh-huh. it because. Uh, they want to be a celebrity and all these kind of things. But there's another side of that behind the grind, per se, right? There's another reason yeah. why people may be sharing and doing the things. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on the program to give that diff- to give the true narrative. You know, why you yeah. guys do it? You're doing it to help people. You're doing it to yeah. impact people's yeah. lives, man. Yeah. Did you agree? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. One thing I, want, I wanted to say, what you sparked in me by just saying those things, is that mm-hmm. when you're acting in your true purpose in your life, you're going to influence others. It's going to yep. impact people for good. And on top of that, the blessings that come with that may oh. be financial blessings. It's going to be opportunities to go on this or that show yeah. or to, for, to you, for you to get more visibility so people can see you and you can grow your brand. Those yeah. are just the positive, the things yeah. that, uh, that come. It's like a byproduct of it, you know? Right. It's just going to happen when you're, when you're acting and doing, uh, in, in in your gift and what God has placed inside of you, in you to do, uh, then those things are just good things that come along with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. all. You know, I liken it to, you know, because we're both ballers, I like it. I liken it to this, right? Obviously, going back to our foundation and going back to basketball, going right. back to those practices that we had. Oh, that yeah. strip of, again, we didn't go into the, the gym and, and just scrimmage all the time. We went into oh, the gym no. and, and we had we would do things repetitive. We would do things that were painful. We would jump on boxes. We would, you know, oh, we were yeah. doing all of these things. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting here looking at Coach Holiday like, how does this add up to playing ball or whatever the case may be? But what, but what we eventually saw, right, is, uh, you know, the successes on the court, right? We saw, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the shots being made after all yeah. of the repetitive shooting. So what I, I'm saying all that to say is sometimes we want to bypass all of that right. and get into – uh, get into all what the, the slam dunks, the crowd, all of that stuff, the stages and all that stuff. But people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, he laughing now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so those things come when uh, I believe that you're uh, acting uh, in your gift. Because I definitely believe that God has placed something inside of each and every person. 
that uh, is alive today, uh, they just have to find it. Yeah. Um, once they find it, then all your success will come after that. Yeah. All your success will come after that. Once you find it, another thing is going to be a hard road. It's going to be a hard yeah. road. And you're going to go through things. But once you find it, uh, I think you'll, you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, man, this has been good, man. I really appreciate this, man. Just, you know, again, like I said, getting a chance to chop it up. Uh, we, of course, we, you know, we, we recorded this conversation, but it's just, it's tying it all together and just uh, letting it, everyone know how this all works. You know, there's something behind this, behind the grind, per se, behind oh, the scenes great. of how things really are. And, and, and you guys are, you know, doing your thing out there. Uh, but before we get out of here, man, yeah, you know, I, I've always wanted to know back in the day, which team was better, man? Would you go with the, uh, and this is always a like, try to try, I try to give a little fun question, uh, but what team would you go to? You got three options. You got the uh, <laughs> Detroit Pistons, the bad boy. You got the Chicago Bulls uh, era, and you got the Golden State Warriors. What team are you going with? If you had to bet all your money. <laughs> okay. If I had all my money, I'm sorry, but I got to go with uh, Michael Jordan okay. uh, and the Bulls. Uh, you know, I we all love Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons. Yeah. They had a great impact on us uh, being from Flint, them being in Detroit. Yeah. But, like, you know, once Michael Jordan took it from them, yeah. they didn't let it go for years. What, no looking uh, back. No looking back. I just think that when you take Jordan, their size and everything like that, and yeah. uh, you look at Golden State, and I feel like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are probably the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history. I believe those two. There have I've never seen. I mean, two people on the same team that can shoot and score like that, uh, can get their own shot like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Steph Curry to have the handle that he have and the shot that he has yeah. that that's impeccable and it's not a whole lot of people like him but when you look at the thing of a michael jordan um there is there's on golden state they don't have anything like him he, he's like an oddity man he's yeah. extremely different and yeah. i feel like those teams were so dominant yeah. uh they were like physically they were so much more imposing the other key question too we want to throw in here is under which rules would ah, we play uh ah. would we play under the the rules yeah, yeah, those are three different errors <laughs> right you can put hands on people uh-huh it definitely probably would go to the bulls then because you know you can put pippen on steph and he can hold him yeah you know and i mean i believe steph still go get what he go what he go get because he's a great player i, I believe a great player is going to always yeah. do what they do no matter what era uh that they're in but yeah. uh yeah i i would i would probably take michael jordan and the bulls okay right and i didn't mean to go any further with the basketball but since we talk of basketball you know that's our language right uh, what, what do you think of the new rookie there in uh in charlotte man uh oh I love Lamelo Ball. Uh, I've been a, I've been a fan of him since he was in high school. Uh, when I seen him, Lonzo and Leangelo, and I watched him, I said, "Man, Lamelo, then he had something special." Even when he was a young oh, little boy, you, you he saw had that, he had that extra flair, and he yeah. did it within the grounds of the game. He didn't have a flair and make a bunch of mistakes. He yeah. had a flair. He was sound. He made. The right pass, but he just had yeah. he got a different sauce about him, yeah. and so and you see that out of yeah. all three of them, he scored the easiest. Yeah, he, like scoring is not hard for him. It's, it's effortless almost. But you know what I'm noticing okay. too, real quick, and, yes, we, and we let's chop it up a little bit about ball. But what I am noticing right now is that as he's balling, I see his brother picking up his game quite a bit as well. It's, it's amazing. Oh, he, like he it's, got it's, to. <laughs> he got to shoot because be honest the way it's looking Lamella about to take over this thing man man he looked pretty sweet he looked pretty sweet look pretty sweet hey, he's good man <laughs> i like him yeah 
Yeah, well, I appreciate this conversation, man. I know, you know, this is Saturday morning. Back in our day, Saturday morning was cartoon day. Now it's on demand for the kids now. So, you know, right. they can, <laughs> they can right. watch Right, they in there watching Prime Video now. Yeah, uh, they can watch it any day of the week. We had to wait to Saturday. <laughs> right, right, right. But look, so, I'm thankful, man, because in our time, we, we went outside and we played. And that's one thing I'm really going to push for my kids. It's play, yeah. play, play. Yeah. That's how you develop your body by running and jumping, yeah. falling down. Yeah. And that's how you develop yourself if you're going to play sports by jumping and yeah. playing and running, uh, sitting down in front of the television. We allow them to do that at times, but no, yeah. we want you to play. But uh, yeah, I, I love the time that we grew up in. I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, it's all good. The drinking from the water hose, playing ball on the blacktop, all that good right. stuff, man. Right. Great time. Great time. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed this conversation, Raleigh, man. Uh, before we get out of here, is there, uh, you know, of course, you are on 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 social media. You guys are on social media. What's again, just for reminder of the people, how can they go out there and and find you guys? What's the best yeah? If you you go to YouTube and you type in Raleigh, R-A-L-E-I-G-H, and you can do the and sign, A-N-G-I-E, -A -N -G it'll pop up. Uh, and that's how you can find us. Uh, we, got a lot, we have a lot of great content. Uh, we've done a whole lot of different pranks. We kind of went from the pranks to like the family channel and things of that nature. If you're looking for pranks, we have pranks. Uh, like I said, one of the best pranks you will want to see is the police prank that Angie played on me. <laughs> then the the prank we played on the fake proposal and things. Okay, hold on one second. Give me one second. Okay, go ahead. Close the door for me. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'll be right out, okay? Okay, but... Man, look at you, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, so if... uh, Yeah. A lot of pranks. If you're looking for pranks, we got pranks. We got a lot of challenges, uh, sit-down talks. So, yeah. yeah. Keeping it real, man. All right, fam. So, I, again, I promised you a great conversation today. Give oh, me a yeah. little, little change of the sauce. Mix it up a little differently today. Great conversation today uh, with my guy, Riley. Man, I'm so excited for this connection that, uh, that we have. And we'll continue to, uh, you know, uh, stay in touch and, and continue Definitely. to chop it up about things like this. We'll we'll talk a lot more offline. We won't bore the people. With right, the right. We ain't gonna, <laughs> we ain't gonna beat a dead horse. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was really live today, and so the conversation was really good and rich. And again, as as Riley mentioned, if you want to uh, follow them, please. Matter of fact, please go out there and follow them. Uh, of course, uh, you will be inspired. It's a lot of good content out there. But um, until the next time, you know, we're going to get out of here. But until the next time, I am your host, Sherrod Schuler. Uh, till the next time, this is Behind the Grind. See ya. <laughs> All right. So.